This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we talk about sleep training and speak with pediatric sleep expert Jody Mendel. Woo! Oh, you're excited today. You want, you want me to be a total asshole and tell you why? Yeah. Baby slept through the night. What? Fuck me. Wait. Okay. Let me let me bring you back. I know. I'm not like supposed to tell episodes. you. I know. I know. Wait, really? But that's what then you asked, and I was like, well, it's a sleep show, so I should totally be you that jerk. You should totally be the jerk. I should be the jerk. Oh, but I do hate you. So Cle- wait. Clearly what we're is, winning. What, is sleep, <laughs> what does sleep through the night mean? Roughly 9 o'clock till 5 o'clock in the morning. Dang. Fuck. Yeah. Shit. The downside is I have to get up and pump in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah, because Because they hurt so, so bad. Yeah. yeah, I gotta wake up yeah. with the giant So if he boobs. starts doing that every night, they'll I get know. used to it. I'm and sure. It'll be great. I'm perfect mom. Sounds really great. <laughs> you know what? It's because you're such a great mom I am. It is. that he slept through the night. Sleep show over. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, but in all seriousness, yeah. that's true. Okay. Now, how are you? <laughs> How are you? <laughs> um, I'm good. I'm not even going to report anything about my child sleeping, although I personally think he's doing great. But since he can't even come close to comparing to sleeping through the night, we'll just set that aside. Um, but I did do something cool last week. I went to a Mommy and Me movie. Uh, without me? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. It was fun. Um, now, these are for people who don't know about mommy. Because yeah. I'd never heard of them until I had a child. And then by the time I heard of them with my first child, it was kind of too late. Yeah. I never um, went with Simon. I never went before. And the theater that was available to me was kind of infamous for having bed bugs. So we weren't going. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. New York. <laughs> yeah, New York. Yeah. But um, so basically what this is, is a chance for moms or dads or mm-hmm. you know caregivers to take to go to a movie theater mm-hmm. and watch a like one of the latest movies mm-hmm. uh, with in a room full of other screaming baby children. Yeah, so totally. It's, so you're like you don't have to feel bad. You don't have to like worry about it. You yeah. pull the boobs out, feed, you can nurse, whatever. Yeah. yeah, it is chaos it's movie for time. you. Yeah, and it's real. It's not like you're going to see Disney movies either. It's right. like you really, can see a movie that's for you. It's really not for your set kids. for you and a yeah. baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, although I think this one they say like kids up to age four are welcome, which I was like, how in the world would I bring Simon to this? Yeah, never. It would never work. And also it would be kind of inappropriate. So what'd you see? Um, so (laughs) we saw, we saw August, uh, Osage County, which a girlfriend of mine who I went with wanted to see that. Um, and I was up for that because I had no idea what the movie options were because I have no idea what movies there are right now. (laughs) And, um, I haven't seen a movie in a really long time. So I was just like, whatever. Well, it's a really depressing movie. Yeah. It's like devastating. So I was kind of like cooked for the rest of the day after that, which was a shame. Um, because on the other hand, it was a great thing to go out and do with yes. a friend and her baby. And um, it was just a cool experience. I mean, they, this one theater in L.A., they they have like three. It's like sort of like an art house. But they have like three right. movies at a time and you can see whichever one you want. And then they're all just, it's like 1030 in the morning and they're all just open to parents and and kids. But a couple things I didn't expect. One, it was totally pitch dark. I've heard some Mm. uh, like parent and me uh, showings, they like dim the lights a little bit so you can kind of see what you're doing with your baby. Like if you're going to (laughs) nurse or you're going to, you know, whatever. Um, This one was totally pitch black my baby definitely thought it was the middle of the night he was totally <laughs> thrown off thought right. it was nighttime the whole rest of the day he slept the rest of the day yeah. after sleeping through the movie because yeah. he was like off other thing i didn't expect was it was really quiet no babies cried like my my friend's baby cried a little bit right at the beginning right. oscar fussed for like a second right when the movie woke him up he was yeah. asleep when we got there the movie woke him up and then nice. and then he just like nursed the rest of the time but it was very quiet like people left Weird. if their baby was crying really which surprised me and then the other thing that i thought was great 
was I was like packed to the nines yeah. for it. Like I was like, <laughs> I've got the stroller, I've got the baby Bjorn just in case, right. I've got the Moby, I've got like snacks for me, I've got like water, <laughs> I've got, you know, I've got all this stuff, I've got his pacifier, I've got blankets, I don't know what he's right. going to want, I don't know what he's going to need. And I get there and like there's a dad in line buying a ticket and he's got a baby like the exact same same age as Oscar and he's just like freestyling with him, like freehanding him. <laughs> and he's got one like very manly tote, which right. I'm sure had like, I don't know, a bottle or a blanket yeah. or something in it, but porn. it wasn't like... It just had porn It probably it. was porn. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he was going to see Wolf of Wall Street, which is like a three hour long movie. And he just has his kid and I was just like, okay, that either that guy is only going to last 25 minutes or he's just like way better at this than I am, which <laughs> that, yeah, it that. totally could have been. But um, we did make it through the movie and we saw the whole movie and then I was depressed for the rest of the day. So that was that. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of movies, uh, Katie Bell is currently very into dinosaurs. They're learning about dinosaurs. Okay. So we thought it was the right time to show a four and a half year old Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you really? We really did. And you know what? She totally loved it. She like, did? Like, so we like we prepared her for it. There were like a million other things I was going to talk about, okay. but I did think it's fun to talk about this. Okay, okay. So like we had talked about it some with her. We were like, well, it's kind of a scary movie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, you know, it's really more for grownups. She's like, but I really like dinosaurs. So we put it in, and I totally forgot. We both forgot that the very first scene of Jurassic Park is like they're loading this dinosaur into a cage, and it like kills one of the. Yeah, <laughs> it's like totally I forgot terrifying. About that too, yeah. And I'm like, like, do you want to hold my hand? Are you okay? It's like we watch the whole, we watch that whole scene, and I pause it and I say, "That's probably the scariest thing that's going to happen in this movie." <laughs> I think if I'm how remembering correctly. How are you doing? She's like, "I'm fine. I know it's a movie," and I was like, "Okay, totally." 100% watched it. I mean, I Amazing. don't think she got... I told Stefan later, I was like, look, yay, she survived Jurassic Park and had no yeah. nightmares. I mean, like, great. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Does this mean we should start, like, her down the line of these movies now? Yeah. No, because I, <laughs> she would enjoy this even more if she was, like, 8 or 9 or 10 uh-huh. or 12 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Stefan looked it up and the recommended age is 12. Uh, um, yeah. <clears throat> no, I. the reason I was like, what? Is because I remember yeah. seeing it for the first time and being totally freaked out by it yeah, when I great. was, like, yeah. 12. <laughs> we will never show her jaws until it is the appropriate time but uh it went really well we both were like all right that's awesome okay then good yeah and she slept through the night yeah after watching it yeah so maybe that's maybe maybe that's all you need <laughs> is to show your four your four-year-old uh spielberg movies that mm-hmm. borderline are terrifying mm-hmm. and uh that cures their sleep problems was ellis watching too because maybe oh, yeah. that's also why he <laughs> yeah. slept through the and night. ellis yeah <laughs> ellis slept through the night too that's right everybody everybody slept through the night that night everybody had a wonderful time still good cool yeah let's talk about sleep okay Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the host of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Sleep. (sighs) Sleep. Teresa. Should we just do like a nap time meditation for this? Good night, Teresa. (laughs) That's what I sleep, send to sing to Catherine Bell every night. Good night, kitty, and whoever's in her bed. Uh Uh, It's pretty cute. It's it's pretty cute. I like it. It's adorable. Mm -hmm. I am a great mom. (laughs) Sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm winning. (laughs) You're clearly winning. (laughs) All right, sleep training. Let's I let's let's talk about this for real. This mm-hmm. is actually going to be one of our episodes where we talk about a real serious issue <laughs> that all parents have. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I, I'm going to start off with just the concept of sleep training. Mm-hmm. All right, I am one of those moms, meaning just me probably, <laughs> who gets like totally defensive when I hear the word sleep training. Mm-hmm. I like to fight anything that probably makes life easier. I'm mm-hmm. just fight it. Mm-hmm. But like when I think of sleep training, I th- I feel like to me, that conjures up the image of trying to force your child into some sort of sleep pattern that fits your lifestyle, but may not necessarily be conducive to their natural sleep patterns. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be the opposite of what 
I should want to do with the kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, what if my kid just stays up all night? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't understand how I can make my kid sleep if he's just his natural rhythms are staying up all night. Hmm. He's just going to have to learn how to stay up all night <laughs> by himself <laughs> in his room. <laughs> I don't know. I what I mean that to me, like it, it sends me off. I know that's not what it one hundred percent is, but <laughs> like we didn't read any books for sleep training. We uh-huh. didn't read any of that stuff. We just didn't. Like I just was like, we just went with this route of with Catherine Bell. We went with this route of the first six months. We just assumed we're a wash because of. Various things that happen to babies is they try and figure out life and being alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we just didn't think there would be a rhythm or a pattern or anything that we could really hold on to outside of they need help learning how to go to sleep whenever mm-hmm. that time is for them. Hence mm-hmm. the rocking, the shushing, the sing- like whatever it is to help them calm down and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then around six months, we started tracking her naps and her nighttime sleep. And then we began to see that there was actually a pattern. Mm-hmm. And then we just followed that pattern. We're like, oh, 2 o'clock. She's somewhere between 2 and 2.30. She seems to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. We will always try and make her go to sleep at that she time. She seems to go to sleep when I'm rocking her at 2 to 2.30? Or she seems to just go to sleep on her own? Oh, yeah. No, and, that, and, that, and this, is, <laughs> this is where you win. <laughs> Uh, probably. Yeah, we totally rocked that child. I uh-huh. mean, like, we walked that child. We rocked. We really helped her. But you were noticing when she was tired. Yes. Like, I mean, so you we were, were helping like, her go. It. You were yeah. helping her go to sleep at times where she seemed yes. tired. So you were tracking when she seemed right. tired so that, and then would sleep. Right. Yeah. So that we weren't frustrating ourselves walking yeah. her for an hour and her not wanting to go to sleep. Right. Which we made that mistake several times. Yeah. So, you know, once we found a pattern, then it was about helping go to sleep. And then we just, like, waited until she didn't need us to help her go to sleep. You know, we didn't want to be people who wound up sitting in the room for three hours. Yeah. You know, um, but, and it never got that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once she was down, we went through a phase of the, like, yeah, there was, like, a phase around one, somewhere between one and two, where she kind of, like, meh, asleep. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, there was, like, some crying that, it wasn't, like, hysterical crying. It was just, mm-hmm. like, that little bit of, like, eh, toss and turn, cry, mm-hmm. eh, eh, asleep. Mm-hmm. You know, and now we don't. Was do that was that like you would rock her and then put her down, and there was some of that, or was it was just you put her at that point? You decided to stop rocking her, and we that's probably when she rocked would, like, and walked her up to about a year or so, mm-hmm. and then slowly it became in the bed reading. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we always established a routine, a routine, yeah, but. Uh, but at that point, she was going to sleep on her. Yeah, own. there was literally yeah. a time where she just like did not want us to rock her. I mean, mm-hmm. like she phys- you could physically feel her like yeah. pulling away. She wanted to be laying down. Yeah, in just the bed. put me yeah. the fuck down. Read my book and put me yeah. down. And so again, we just followed her cues. Hmm. Every time I wanted to like force, I was like, ah, she's in the sleep sack too long, or ah, we're doing this too long. We, I would like flip out. I'd go online, read a bunch of people's horrible parenting advice, mm-hmm. and then, like, not experts. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, just crazy people on message boards. Uh, overreact. Mm-hmm. And then the next week, she'd have totally worked it out herself. Yeah. And I'd be like, I'm a total idiot. Huh. So that is, that's what we did with number one. Uh-huh. So we're probably doomed to something else with number two. But, again, the whole, like, again, sleep training concept. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? What did well, you guys do? yeah, I don't. I think your definition of sleep training is really <laughs> totally not what my correct. <laughs> no, it's not that it's not correct. It's just not what I think of when I hear All sleep right. training. Like sleep training sounds like it sounds to me like you guys did a version of sleep training. Like you you taught her basically taught her to go to sleep on her own in her own bed. Right. That's. I mean, that's my understanding of sleep training is teaching your baby or toddler to go to sleep on their own in their bed and sleep. It's not forcing them to try and do it to uh, some standard that may not work for you or your child. (laughs) That won't work, though. Like, I don't think for like, I don't think I mean, I think my understanding is that when the baby is tired. So my understanding of it and what we did is like we tried to establish like habits basically and so yeah some of it was noticing like when would you when would the baby want to sleep longer but usually it was like you could tell when they were tired and then the whole idea was to get them to go to sleep on their own in their bed and have a good sleep right and not and basically most babies or I shouldn't even say most babies but 
my baby. <laughs> and and I think and what and from what I read, a lot of other babies do really well with routine. So right. same with, you know, you or me, like we like to go to bed around the same time every night. And right. like if we go to bed much, much later than that or much, much earlier than that, we might be a little off and we might not <laughs> feel great. So helping helping your baby get on a schedule is right. one really good way to get them to sleep well. Right. Um I I feel like when we decided we were going to have this conversation about sleep, I was totally nervous about it because I feel like like I have like I have this weird feeling like people are going to really judge me. It's like sleep training is it's, sleep sleep anything. Yes. It's it definitely very, falls into that category. It's one of those like mommy wars. Yeah, type. breastfeeding, yeah. teething, sleeping, yeah. bottle feeding, like whatever it is. You're right. Yeah. This does fall into one of those and it's it's hard to even have the conversation without feeling like, like you have to defend like you have to your defend. position, right? Like what I just did for like five <laughs> minutes of the first part of the show. But like, and I'm already like, you're you're talking. I'm already like, I have responses. Yeah, for I something know. I forgot to leave out. I know. So what I think, what I think, <laughs> I'm gonna really need is like for us to just remember that this is just one of those things yeah. that everybody like, and everybody does it their own way, right. and it's one of those things about parenting that like. You can do your own way because it's your, it's for you. Right. You know, like you're setting it up in a way that works for you because it's your family. You know what I mean? No, like it's I, just I, one of those. It, one of the things, that when I, and I'm in, in joking that I've been thinking of things while you're talking, mm-hmm. it is just that. It is that it seems to be one of those categories that when it's out there, the books, the, it, as you say, it can make you feel judged. Yeah. And one of the things I was thinking was it makes me feel pressure. Uh-huh. Like there's like a pressure that... Like you should have done something that something you didn't should do have been or done, something. Or yeah. it should have been done by now. Or yeah. it should have been done, but which then, of course, leads into the judging because it's yeah. like, you're still... I mean, we did. We walked, we walked that child till she was maybe too big to be walked. You but know what I mean? But lots of people... Do, I mean, here's but the like, thing. That's This is what they say. Is it is is your child's sleep habit... Are your child's sleep habits a problem for you? If the answer is no... Good job. <laughs> if your child, if you, if you feel that your child has a sleep problem, then you want to like seek resources and look into like what, like what things you can try right. to change it. But if whatever your child does, even if your child does stay up all night, is that a problem for you? Yeah. If no, who cares? Well, and there, and there you go. That's the two. Actually, you asked two questions that I think are important. And that is, is it a problem for your child? Like is it a, is it a problem for your child? Right. Like is are they unhealthy? Right. Are they sad? Are they mad? Are they right. whatever? Is it causing them to, right. to be harmful to right. themselves? And then it's does it affect you? Well, you know, because if yeah, you don't I mind, those are the same though. But. No, I don't because I don't because like affecting me. So let's say for I had a conversation. I mean, if your child is miserable, that's going to affect you though. Yeah, but if but there are other sleep patterns uh-huh. that the child loves, uh-huh. but that may affect you. So when okay. is like for example, I remember having a conversation with a mom in my office a million years ago, where the mom said the kid was three. Mm-hmm. And the mom has to sit in the room for three hours with the kid till the kid goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I said, "How's that working for you?" Yeah, like, I mean, how do? You? And she was like, "I don't really, I really don't like it." Yeah. But what was worse was the baby had been the kid at three was still sleeping in the room with the parents. Yeah. And then again, again, the question is, if you don't mind your kid sleeping in your room with you mm-hmm. when they are three years old, fine. Yeah. The kid's healthy. The kid's happy. Right. It's not his sleep problem. Yeah. But is it a sleep problem for you if you and your husband are trying to have quiet time or yeah. alone time or intimate time? Like, yeah. To me, that falls into the category of is it then a problem for you? Yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. your life. So, and if if it falls into that category, I think that triggers the need to find sleep help. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I whatever agree. that is. So that's what I meant by. I agree. Yeah. So uh, what did you guys do? I did a little bit of research, and it's so fucking overwhelming how many books there are. But what I did that was kind of helpful was somebody had given us that that baby book, like Baby 411 or whatever, and it just Mm. has, like, basic answers to really basic questions on, like, every topic about babies. And one of the things it had in there was a review of, like, the most popular, like, seven Um. sleep books in that that are on the market. Yeah. And she basically just summarizes their theory and like gives it a grade in her opinion oh. and says like 
you know, why who who might like this book? And so I was able to really quickly see, like, I don't really want this kind of thing. I don't really want right. this kind of thing. I, this sounds good to me. This maybe not. And, like, I picked a book based on that. Yeah. And Jesse and I had this conversation for us uh, getting Simon to sleep through the night and have good, like, a normal, regular schedule was exceptionally important to us because mm. if Jesse has his sleep interrupted at all, like, even if he doesn't get out of bed, he gets a migraine. Mm. And so we had decided from early on we really wanted to, like, do this, yeah, you know? right. And um, and that's another example of just, like, whatever's right for your family, you know? Right. Like, for some people, it's not a priority. For us, it was. So I picked a book, and Jesse and I just decided we're just going to do what this book says to do. Like, we're not going to read a bunch of books. Right. We're not going to, like, second-guess it. We're just going to read this book, and if it seems reasonable, we're going to do, do it. it. And um, and that's what we did. And it was and it was actually really great. The book the book that we chose was really great. The author is coming on the show later today. Um, I will say, like, of course, like anything, there's a couple things that we said, like, oh, we're, we're not going to do that. But right. most of it was super helpful. Um, basically, we just got Simon, Simon on a schedule. And it was not as, like... Like you, you're like you're forcing your baby into a certain schedule. But I, I think using like, language, it's I totally judging. It by is, the way. it's yeah. totally judging. But it's also like I, I mean, I think part of what we were doing was noticing when he was tired, right. and part of what we were doing was looking at what's the like normal amount of sleep that babies need, and part of what we were doing was what worked for us. Like right. so, we knew, even though it seemed weird to me, we we heard that like babies sleep longer if you put them to bed earlier. So right. that's the only reason we started putting him down at seven, you know, and then yeah. it really worked for him. So basically we started getting him on a schedule and then, you know, you establish a routine. Like you say, you do the same few things every night. And then the last thing was like around the time he was, this is all during like first few months of his life. Around the time that he was seven months was when we were like, when I was finally like, you know, I want him to be able to go to sleep on his own. I don't want him right. to need to nurse in order to go to sleep, which was what he was doing at oh, that okay. time. And, um, you know, he would nurse and then I would lay him down and he would go to sleep. Oh. And like basically the theory of this book is like whatever you were doing when you fell asleep, if you wake up in the night, which everybody does naturally and normally anyway, and that thing is gone, it's going to disrupt your sleep. So around seven months, I started or around six months, I started putting him down more and more awake. Mm -hmm. after, like I, he would nurse for a little bit just to calm him down, kind of. And then I would put him down like right. that to make the clean break from like, basically what I did was I switched from doing book nursing bed to doing nursing book then yeah, bed nice. to, to like require more of him to yeah. get him to go to sleep. And, um, he, and that's a good compromise for that's that's a, just a great comp. That's just a great for you and yeah. him. Like, I, we that's, still got to have that. That's nice really time. genius. Thank yeah. You. Well, because I mean, my first thought is again, I'm like, did you stop? How did you do it? And then I'm like, well, I did the same. Why am I, why am I thinking this? Why am I so defensive? Um, <laughs> so basically, you put them down, though, and right, it yeah. is hard. And this is the part that's like, this I'm. Part I, I think never people are gonna be like, you psycho person. No, but it's basically, great. Um, but I didn't have a thing about it because, like, with right. Simon, he used to cry himself to sleep in the car all the time because he didn't like riding in the car. And every oh, time yeah. we went somewhere, he would scream and scream and scream and then go to sleep. And so for me, yeah. putting him down in the bed, it was actually easier because I could go in this like I, this system like you go in and you, right. you go in as often as you want and say like I'm here I love you you know whatever you need <laughs> yeah. to do to make yourself feel better it doesn't <laughs> help them but like you know you're there right. you're not just like okay I'm on the other side of the house and I can't hear you right. you know but you just do that and it I will say it took him 35 minutes that that first night and That's not bad. it was it was hard but it yeah. was I was prepared for it I knew I was gonna do yeah. it I was like this is this is going to happen. I did not think it was going to traumatize my child. Right. And I, you know, checked on him and then he went to sleep. The next night, I put him down. He did not cry. He wow. went to sleep. Wow. The third night, he cried for 5 minutes. That was wow. the end. And like the theory of this is basically once they can learn to fall asleep at bedtime, because that's when they're at their most tired, yeah. then they can learn to do it at all other times of the day. So they can do it for nap. They can do it for whatever. 
And I will say, like, part of why I feel judged about this is going back, like, full circle to you being like, my baby slept through the night. By the Um, time Simon was 10 months old, he was going to bed on his own every night, sleeping through the night until 7 a.m. the next morning, and taking two naps a day the same way. And it was from that point until he, like, switched to big boy bed at, like, two and a half. Yeah. I mean, it was easy. Yeah, which and is crazy for you to feel judged. I do. The, yeah, Because I'm sitting here yeah. thinking, A, I can guarantee you my kid is not sleeping through the night tomorrow. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I yeah. mean, because well, no, newborns, because he's a but they can do that newborns. <laughs> yeah. Well, you wouldn't want, that's the thing, you wouldn't necessarily want them to. Right, like, yeah, they don't I guess like, it's, not, uh, it's fine. I'm like, we, I like, it's, it's very it's early. Such, and I'm like, here's, here's why you should not feel, let me judge you for feeling judged. <laughs> uh, it's that, you made the choice that worked for you guys, mm-hmm. and it totally worked. Yeah. And I know that if it wasn't working at some point in time, yeah. you would have changed it to make it work better because you have yeah. good instincts yeah. about your own child, just like every mother does. Uh-huh. I feel like sometimes we get trapped into, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And then, like, you're like a week or two weeks in, and it's really not working. But then, yeah. if we change, it's like moving to New York City and being like, if I leave New York City, I'm a failure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, God, how much happier am I now that I'm not in New York City? Right. It, it, again, it worked for you guys, and it worked long, a long time yeah. until something new came along that yeah. would disrupt his sleep like a new bed. Yeah, and I can, and here is here, I you saying that you felt judged by what I was saying. I was just on the defensive from the beginning. You know what I mean? But like that's where I was coming out because it wasn't at all about you. It was totally about me feeling like I had to explain myself and defend myself uh-huh. about the choices we made, mm-hmm. especially given. How much sleep training, like uh, the use the use of the word sleep training, yeah. and what that conjures up of picking a plan, sticking to it, doing these steps, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah, you should have read more. Makes me yeah. feel that yeah. I'm like, so I'm immediately like, yeah. you're right. We totally, tra- you know, we totally train. I'm yeah. totally doing you, air quotes for everybody. Yeah, and we train. Yeah. Catherine Bell had to sleep. Yeah, and I'll say it's it's different this time with Ellis. Mm. Stefan's in charge of currently is in charge of getting him into the into his final sleep mm-hmm. into the final bed mm-hmm. um i do the last feeding of the you know daytime mm-hmm. <laughs> portion of the feeding cycle <laughs> and then steph is in charge of putting him down and i sleep horribly so i hear him put him down uh-huh. in the little bed and you know speaking of fucking everything up we still have him in like we don't have him in the cradle yet we uh-huh. still have him in like one of those like portable you know like a rocking bed kind uh-huh. of thing that you can put in the den or wherever you want to uh-huh. go because it's easier for Stefan to reach. You can, because you can. Do I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, because like, I can, and yeah. he sleeps in it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, who cares? But um, where am I else am I going to put my laundry if not in the cr- cradle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, so Stefan's in charge of that, and I'll hear him put Ellis down. Like, he'll uh-huh. walk him and shush him and all the stuff, whatever works for Ellis. Uh-huh. Puts him down, and then Ellis is like... Yeah. And my instinct is pick that child up. He is not asleep yet. Yeah. But I have just shut my mouth this time around. Uh-huh. I'm like, A, Stefan knows what he's doing, period. Yeah. He loves the child. He wants the child to sleep. Uh-huh. We all want the child to sleep. Yeah. I'm not going to tell him to pick him up. Uh-huh. I'm going to try not to. Yeah. You know, and as a result. He's going to sleep on Ellis his own. He's working it out. Yeah. That's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. I'm going to totally mess it up at some <laughs> point in time, and that's fine. But, like, you know, in terms of the whole crying it out thing. Crying it out is one of those big ones that makes everybody go People flip flip out. out. Yeah. My um, heart's like racing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, because again, when you hear crying it out, yeah. what you described, I would not refer to as crying it out because it is, there was crying. Yeah. But when I think crying it out, it's just like neglect. Yeah. You know, like where. Yeah. And, and that's it's just like you not... put your baby down. Who cares whether they're tired or not? You <laughs> put your baby down. You walk away. The fuck, right? Shut the door. Yeah. <laughs> and you go have your glass of wine. Yeah. And put your headphones on. Listen yeah. to your podcast. Whatever. You never go back to your child. Yeah. Um, and that's what plagued me every time she started crying in the bed. Mm-hmm. I felt that if I wasn't responding right away. I was neglecting her, uh-huh. scarring her for life. Uh-huh. When in reality, we usually, we just went in as well. You yeah. know, like we went in and we didn't always pick her up and rock her. We didn't always yeah. do that. But I'm beginning to wonder if maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah. we've all just misread what crying it out means when we hear it. I mean, there's, I do want to say about the crying, like, 
I mean, everybody has a different tolerance level, right. you know, too, which yeah. I think is really real. Like, I think yeah. one of our guests a few months ago was talking about how she can't bear to see her child, like, shed one tear. Yeah. And so it's really hard for her to say no to her daughter. That's like, right. Remember that? <laughs> um, and that was That's really, right. yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And I think... Um, I and think she did it. There, it was, she did yeah. it. But also, like, I think it's partially your own tolerance level. It's also your baby. Like, um, if yeah. your baby is really happy all the time, it's it might be a little harder to to allow them to, like, have comfort right. when they're fussy or crying or screaming. Then right. you're like, oh, my God, what is wrong with yeah, this? Something's because, totally wrong. Whereas <laughs> if you have kind of like a colicky baby who's upset a lot, it might right. be less of a big deal. So there's, like, a lot that really goes into to it and I think like I think for me it was the first few months of Simon's life were really like confusing like I didn't know which way I wanted yeah. to go and sometimes I was like co-sleeping is really wonderful and then right. other times I was like oh my god get him out of my bed like That's and right, just, you guys did some co-sleeping is that right did you well we did with Simon I would bring him in when he was like maybe three four five months old once in a while right. if he was like I really just, I've been up with him two or three times tonight. I can't do it again. I would bring him into bed. Um, And then we stopped. But um, with Oscar, I co-slept with him every night for like the first (laughs) 10 weeks, 11 weeks. And it was awesome. I loved it. But then I was done. There's something about that first year that's really hard, especially if it's your first child, trying to figure out what's right for you, what's right for your family, and what's total garbage that's coming in at you from everywhere else. right. There's eventually you clear that first year and you start to see that maybe all those things you were putting on yourself pressure wise. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. And aren't as horrible. Totally. And again, it's, you know, if co-sleeping is working for you guys, again, it's the, there are two, two equations that need to be happy here. Yeah. You need to be happy and your baby needs to be happy. Yeah. Both need to be healthy and happy. Yeah. And Whatever it takes to get both on the same plane, whether that's you letting go of some stuff or you gaining some stuff. Mm-hmm. Same with your child. Good. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. And I, I like the advice of just like reading the book and picking and choosing what it is that works for you. Yeah. Uh, it can be very helpful to get outside advice, especially from experts or from friends. Mm-hmm. And, but again, what works for you and trust your instincts. I feel like we don't say that enough on the show. I just trust that you know what's best for your baby. I think we had a previous guest, Britt Erickson, say this. You know your baby better than anybody else. Yeah. Trust you and your baby. You know what's really hard about that, though, is, like, I think everybody was telling me that in the first, like, six months of Simon's life, and I didn't know. Like, I was like, I was like, part of me wants to do this, part of me wants to do that. And that's why I needed the book. Because I was like, I can't, I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't, yes, I want to trust my instincts, but like part of me thinks this is what I should do. And part of me thinks that. And like even tried to talk to my pediatrician, what do you think about sleep training? And he said, I think every family needs to decide what's best for them. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was, I was genuinely like, I'm, I'm stuck here. I don't know what's going to make sense. And like, I think it is tricky because there is that part of it that's like, yes, do what feels right to you. But yeah, as a new mom, I don't you know. Do. Sometimes you need Sometimes you help. don't. Yeah. All right. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. Maybe it's not that case. Scratch okay. the earlier advice. Okay. Trust your instincts. Yeah. You know what's right for your family. Mm-hmm. The new advice <laughs> is all you need to do is not feel judged yeah. as much as you can. Try yeah. to. Everything else you're going to do great or you're going to fuck up. Well, I don't know. One of the two. You're going to probably do both. Don't feel bad about it. Don't assume that the person who is making you feel judged is judging you. They're probably just being super defensive and judging themselves. <laughs> and uh, and you are doing a good job. So just yeah. try. Let's just. Only advice. Mm-hmm. Try not to feel like you're being judged. Good luck with that. <laughs> And I'm Tess Barker. And we are Lady to Lady. Each week we talk about our crazy days, our crazy dates, and how perfectly normal and acceptable members of society we each are. That's what we keep telling ourselves anyway. Why do you guys both have cats in your purses? 
For every show, we pull up a fourth chair and invite another funny lady to hang out with us for an hour. We're new to Maximum Fun. You can find us on iTunes or MaximumFun.org. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius <laughs> fail time! Genius. Would you like me to go first? Sure. I'll go first this time. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Genius. I got my baby to sleep through the night. Just kidding. <laughs> I had nothing you to fucking bitch. I had nothing to fucking do with that. <laughs> okay. Genius is we filled the weekend to the hilt this weekend. We usually... Uh, have been falling into a pattern of just not doing anything on the weekend, not mm-hmm. even going to playgrounds since Ellis was born. Like, just nothing. No no museum. Nothing. So, Stefan was like, let's go to the museum. Let's go to the Natural History Museum this weekend. I was like, great. And then I said, oh, there's a Frozen sing-along at this theater. We should do that. Katie Bell would really like that. And then, I don't want to cook this weekend. We, we're not going to the store this weekend. It's just not happening. Mm-hmm. Let's go out to dinner. So, <laughs> Saturday, we went to the museum, which was like a 35-minute drive to the museum, you know, do the museum, drive back. Sunday, we had Jurassic Park morning, (laughs) and then we drove into Hollywood, which again, another 30-minute, like, you know, a lot of time in the car Mm -hmm. with everybody, everybody, babies, (laughs) kids, husbands, wives, mothers, all of us, (laughs) happy as could be in a car. Uh, And then we, like, have 40 minutes at home between the movie and when we go to this totally crappy family Italian restaurant, because I was Mm -hmm. like, I want to go someplace family where I can drink wine, eat food, and my children can be total assholes, and Mm. I don't have to feel bad about it, and I can feel like I went out. Yeah. I feel like I went somewhere. Perfect. Anyway, it was the weekend flew by, which was what we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, it was only a little overdoing. That's awesome. So we felt really good. And Katie Bell was like, it was like a vacation. That's so great. It was nice. What do you got? (laughs) Um, So... I'm in charge of like every nighttime waking of either of our children because of Jesse's migraine situation. You deserve um, trophies. Thank you. <laughs> um, and as you guys may or may not have picked up on from last week's episode, it was beginning to wear on me and I was getting <laughs> very, very tired. Um, and a couple nights ago, uh, Oscar, Oscar and Simon were both asleep. I went to sleep and then apparently Simon woke up in the night, which he almost never does. But if he does, I'm always the one to like go take care of him. Woke up crying, yelling, no, 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 I wanted mommy. That's what he woke up saying in his sleep. Ah. And Jesse got up, heard him, woke up, got up, calmed him down, put him back to bed, got back in bed without me ever even waking up. And that was the first night that I had like a four and a half hour stretch of oh sleep God. in like two or three weeks. But I did. Yeah. And I did, somehow my brain didn't wake up to Simon <laughs> and Jesse's did, which never happens. Your brain I is have a no genius. Idea. My brain is a total genius. Your brain is a genius. And thank you to my husband. But I mean, I don't understand why I didn't wake up. It's a little disconcerting, honestly, that I didn't wake up. I but think- I don't care because I really needed to sleep. And yeah. I did sleep. And it was great. That's great. Thank and you, you. that should set a new expectation for Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I have got a baby who is teething. And also is very needy. I can't be out of her sight or else she screams and cries and also um, teething and seems that none of her toys will satisfy her. None of the teething remedies that everyone says will work have worked. So I decided that I would set the baby in the crib and go get something to eat before I went crazy and got a carrot to make a healthy choice Um, and uh, came back with the carrot and she uh, tried to grab at it and she took it from me and now she's chewing on the carrot (laughs) And she's not crying, and she looks like she's doing good. Teething carrots. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. You could have a, a really big, long idea. carrot. Yeah. We're not talking They're not going to choke carrots. on that. Yeah. You know, a big, long carrot. Yeah. Because I can tell you, the whole, we'll do a show on teething. But there's something about, like, it's the back teeth that really cause a lot of the problems. It, yeah. And there's no teething device that gets back there. I know. Bullshit. Good job, Dad. Yeah, good job.
Fail. <laughs> okay. Oh, I get go, to go first. Yeah, I'm go gonna... first again. Yeah. Fail. 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 You suck. This is. I'm driving here to the show. Like all happy. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, where's the show's totally planned out today? Business day out. A business big day out. <laughs> I'm on my way. I'm kind of early. Blah 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 blah. I didn't load any genius or fail calls mm. uh, up for us to use today mm. at all. Hmm. So that's a major fail. I so what I did was like I called Stefan like from the car and I'm like, can you go to my address and pull the genius and read them off to me and load them onto the thing? You know, like and so I mean, luckily I had some like edited and done, mm-hmm. but that you won't hear a rant today, and it's not because no one left us one. <laughs> it's because I didn't edit them th- this week before. I just this whole week just cruised by. I was like so proud. I was like, I did a bio on our guest. I did all these things, except the thing that everybody loves the most about the stupid show. Genius and fails. So you've got some, but I failed. Yeah, you really did. Fucking suck. <laughs> How about you? Um, you- a crayon went through the dishwasher. <laughs> and I assume, I can't figure out what else it could possibly have been because there's like this very <laughs> clear, like um, uh, blue waxy mm. uh, stuff, like all on the inside of our dishwasher wow. now. And uh, luckily our plates are like ceramic and they didn't pick it up at all. Oh, like it, it just didn't soak into them or whatever. But anything plastic got completely wow. just like... Just like sucked it up, and we had a nonstick pan in there, which I know you're not supposed to put in the dishwasher anyway, but it was in there. <laughs> and um, but you couldn't see that it had crayon on on the nonstick pan. So oh, then God. I was making Simon a sandwich, <laughs> and I was making him like a grilled cheese, you know. And I'm like, what is on this sandwich? <laughs> and it's just like this faintest blue wow. tint. But of course, I was making him the sandwich in like the two and a half minutes that I had sure. for the baby wake up, before I feed him, before whatever. So I was just like, I'm not making You can eat sandwich. crayons. So he ate it. My it was dog fine. used to eat crayons all the time. Growing up, our dog ate crayons all the time. Okay. And we used to joke that the backyard was like patriotic poop and like all the, eh, okay. it's fine, it's crayons. So it's kind of, yeah, yeah. So anyways, that's what he ate. That is horrible though. Okay, thanks. Uh, I have a seven-month-old daughter who uh, has just moved from the pack and pay in our room to the crib in her room, and we've been really working on being consistent with her being in there and going down once once we put her down for the night um, until she nurses about four or five hours later. So we put her down last night, and we leave, and we can hear her through the living room wall kind of coughing, and uh, but not crying. And so we just let her settle and go about our night and think, oh, she's having a hard time settling down tonight. Well, cut to four hours later when I'm going to bed. And uh, she wakes up and starts crying, and I go in to nurse her, and she is laying in a puddle of her own vomit. Oh, my God. Uh, That is cold and dried on her pajamas. So the coughing that she had done earlier was her throwing up and us just being on the other side of the wall saying, oh, she's having a hard time settling tonight. Mm." So that is my fail. I let my child lay in a puddle of her own vomit for four hours. See? Yeah. We are just doomed. What, We're doomed. This, this is, is what why can sleep. happen. This is why the sleep training, sleep whatever. Just keep your child attached to you. Just right. Get seven video monitors yeah. watching at all times. Strap them to your back and then yeah. have like a mirror attached nice. so that you can see what's going on. And your husband has to sleep behind to you. you. Yep. So that somebody's always watching. Yep. And listening. Baby. And listening. And smelling. And s- <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> that sucks. That, does suck. that really sucks. Especially after our whole discussion. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I Teresa. Yes. Let's call a mom. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's call a mom who actually really, really, really knows something about something. Oh, thank God. I know. <laughs> so today we are going to speak with Jody Mendel, who is a pediatric sleep expert and author of Sleeping Through the Night, How Infants, Toddlers, and Their Parents, that's the key, can get a good night's <laughs> sleep. Uh, she's also joined with Johnson & Johnson to create a sleep app called Johnson's Baby Bedtime. Hello, Jody. 
Hello. How are you all? Well, we're okay. We just got through talking about <laughs> uh, sleep uh, it, as two moms talking about sleep and all the things we did right and didn't do right. And actually, I think we agreed that we did everything we right. We both agreed we did a perfect and job. we're going to try not to feel horribly judged for whatever decisions we made. And we barely escaped, uh, we barely escaped the conversation uh, without feeling like we were judging each other. Uh, so good for us. Um, but now we have you... To talk to us about uh, sleep and hopefully help us and lots of other moms out. But before we get started, I want to ask you what we ask all our guests, which is, who lives in your house? Sure. Well, I live in my house, obviously, and my <laughs> husband and my 16-year-old wonderful daughter, who, if you ask, she was always a great sleeper, and I would <laughs> lie if I didn't say otherwise. Um, and we have... Two cats and, weirdly enough, a huge number of turtles because he's a biologist. And most of them live at the lab, but the sick ones get to come home. We have a little bit of a rule of who's allowed to live here. And, And of course, we have one hamster, which is really the cat's choice. That is the best pet report I think we've ever had on this show. Yeah, how, are the, how are the turtles sleeping? <laughs> I think the turtles seem to be fine. The cats, you know, another story. So uh, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, I guess why don't we start with you telling us and our listeners a little bit about your sort of history and what led you to become sort of a specialist on being a sleep expert. Um, sure. So I... I've been doing sleep stuff, whatever, forever and ever. When I was a graduate student and getting my PhD, I had no idea what I wanted to do. (laughs) And I was, you know, working with different people and knew I really wanted to work with, like, some health-related issue with typical kids. So being 21 years old, that's all I knew. (laughs) And my mentor... My graduate school mentor had a baby who didn't sleep. And it's all because of Jonathan, who's probably now, I don't know, 25 wow. or 30. Jonathan, that I have felt led this path. So people thought, oh, you knew it was going to be such a huge error. I had no idea. And you know what? I love it. And you know I love it? It's one of the few really areas in psychology where you can make a huge difference. And mm. I always joke about, you know, my patients come in and they like, everyone's a wreck and everyone's crying and they're on the edge of divorce. <laughs> and like a month later, they're like bringing cookies <laughs> and makeup and they're thinking about another one, which they never would have before. You know, you can make such a difference. It's great. You can fix things. So I love it. That's great. Well, <laughs> so, okay, well, that leads me to sort of like an immediate first question, which is, the concept of sleep training, helping your baby get to sleep or, or setting up patterns and routines, is it for, who is it really for? Is it really for helping the babies or is it for helping new parents who feel like they're losing their mind, feel like they have some control? Oh, I think it's definitely both. I think it's definitely, I mean, there's no question it helps the babies. So, you know, a baby waking up four times a night. Now, we're not talking about the newborn. Right. So we'd say like we're talking, so get past like your little teeny ones. You know, we're talking about a nine-month-old, a one-year-old, a two-and-a-half-year-old. You know, them waking up four times a night feel just as bad as you waking up four times a night. You know, they're not immune to that feeling of, oh, this is awful. So and there's no question at all it helps babies. Does it help parents? Sure. And what's even more important is babies having parents who aren't tired and, like, aren't frustrated mm-hmm. and are, like, happy to see them in the morning <laughs> are also just as important for babies. So, you know, the term sleep training, uh, you know, we use that term. It's better than a lot of other terms out there. You know, what does it mean? It's, you know, I kind of think of it like potty training, you know, or, you know, teaching kids that they need to brush their teeth every night. I mean, it's just a, it's trying to develop really good habits. And let me also add the last piece, which is there is definitely a whole bunch of kids out there who no matter what you do, they're going to be great sleepers. And I always tell parents, don't do anything, like never mess with success. So we're really talking about helping the little ones who aren't kind of getting the skill on their own to help them get that skill. Okay. Well, how do you help parents identify that, that, that what their kid is going through, A, I just want to say thank you for saying this really starts later, you know, not, I mean, because there is a pressure with newborns when sleep is so messed up, that's when you really want to control the sleep on some level because you're just dying for sleep. So it is helpful to know that you just got to let that go. <laughs> but yes. how do you yeah, help Welcome parents- to just dealing. Yeah, exactly. So how do you help parents who, let's say you've got a kid who's a good sleeper, clearly they're off nights, off weeks, off months, depending on what they're going through learn to kind of let go and not feel that it has to be this perfect idea of 
you know, 12 hours of sleep every night or, you know, whatever that is that's in their head. Because I guess for me, I, I know that it's so much pressure. I, I, I can get myself wrapped up in thinking my kid's not doing it right and I'm not doing it right. And I think that pressure is two things. One is I think it's you're comparing yourself to, like, your neighbors, your friends, your family. They're all lying, okay? So make sure you realize that. <laughs> oh, my baby at four days old slept for 12 hours and she's never woken again. That is a <laughs> So they're lying. The other thing is I think that underlying thought that us in the United States think is, you know, we have this baby. He's five months old and he's not sleeping through the night. Oh, my God. It's going to affect his development. Oh, my God. And immediately you're like, he's never going to Harvard. Okay? Right. So they're still going to Harvard. Um, you know, you don't have to worry worry about sort of this long-term damage. Like, do you want to function the next day? Yes, of course you want to function the (laughs) next day, but don't put so much pressure on it. The other thing is, uh, the flip side, is parents are always shocked how within just a few days of making a few simple changes, it really makes a difference. Like, every parent feels helpless. I always joke, you know, I get this big, huge, you know, football player-sized dad comes in my <laughs> office, and he's got the cutest little two-year-old with, like, little pigtails, and he says to me, she won't let me leave at night. And I look at him, and I look at her, and I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, if you feel like you have no control, but you do. You do. There are... One of the, I think the other things that adds to the pressure on new moms, especially new moms, but it's really any you can have. I, we're both on our second kids, and I'm already stressed out about sleeping again. But there are so many different approaches and techniques and theories. And I mean, if you type in sleep training or how my baby's not sleeping or whatever, and you just feel inundated. How do how do new parents sort it out how do how do right. how, how can we help them sort it out you know what? I don't know. Because it is. You know, sometimes the Internet is like the, the, the bane of our existence for everything. You know, right? You know, your toe hurts. You know, you type in toe hurts and, you, you know, you immediately have cancer. Um, <laughs> you know, so, you know, we get inundated with information. I think the most important thing for parents to understand is there's really sort of three key things that go into helping a baby sleep. Okay. One is a schedule. Just a schedule. So, um, we all keep schedules as adults pretty much. You know, we get up around the same time. We have you know, meals at the same time. We go to bed around the same time. Like we're setting our clock, and babies need that. The second thing is doing something calming to get ready for bed. So and it doesn't even have to be calming. When you have a two-year-old, nothing's calming. You know, just a routine. You know, these are the steps that we take. And the third thing, which is what confuses everyone, is that, again, as I said, remember that if you have a baby who sleeps, no matter what you do, don't mess with it. So if you do, like, the worst sleep habits, don't do it. But for the babies who are having problems sleeping, the most important thing is they can fall asleep independently. They can soothe themselves to sleep. And where you get the contradiction is how to get to that point, right? right? So all the different things are, you wait 10 minutes and you wait 20 minutes, you wait 30 minutes and you keep a chart and you set a timer. You know, other people are saying, no, 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 you know, you sit next to the crib. All that I want parents to know is that if they need to do some sleep training, you want your child to be falling asleep on their own. How you get there doesn't matter to me. I don't care if you, uh, and we do this with families in my clinic all the time. Okay, you are nursing to sleep. I want you to take a week, and I want you to rock her to sleep. And then I want you to take a week and just sit there without the movement. And then I want you to take a week and put them in the crib and just sit there, right? I'm always moving in one direction, getting them until they fall asleep on their own. And then there's other parents who are, you know, by the time you have your fourth kid, I had one mom say to me, as long as I wasn't crying, I don't care who else is crying. (laughs) Right? So the fourth parent, you know, with your fourth kid, you put them in your crib, you leave, and they say to me, do I I have to check on. Yes, you have. <laughs> so, you know, so if you take away all that like flurry, it's all about teaching your child to fall asleep on their own. How you get there, what your style is, you know, what your child's like, doesn't matter. So, you know, with some parents, they just, you know, we put them in the crib and they walk out and they check on them every minute, every minute, every minute, every minute. Um, and I only do bedtime. Like, I always recommend to parents, just start with bedtime. Mills and I do whatever you can to get everyone back to sleep. Nurse them, bring them to bed, <laughs> as long as they're safe. I don't care. But if you can teach them that skill at bedtime, it's like learning to, you know, ride a bike. If you can do it in the morning, you can do it in the afternoon, right? So if you can do it in the morning or you can do it at bedtime, when you wake up naturally in the night, you're going to put yourself back to sleep. So that's like the most key important thing is parents have to understand that even the best sleeper wakes up during the night. You just don't know it. They don't need you to help them get back to sleep. Well, I think what's nice to hear about that is, again, there is this, I think another thing that I know I have felt as a parent is that it will never end. You know, there's that feeling of, 
I, he's crying. If I, when I start to move from feeding to rocket, you know, it's, this is, you know, every night's horrible and it's never going to end. And it does end. I mean, it do, it's a nice reminder. I think it's a nice reminder to hear you say those, you know, here's a week or two weeks, whatever it takes to get there, whatever the gradual steps are, that it doesn't last forever. Same as yeah, the fact right, that they exactly. will ultimately fall asleep. Yes. Like, there's no right. way that a child is just going to stay awake forever. I, I, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> you have one. You know, the other thing is, as parents, I think there's something that happens in that first year that hormonally for parents is that whatever is occurring at the moment, yeah. you feel like is going to last forever. Yeah. Ever and ever and ever. Yeah. It will never change. And so I have parents who have, like, they have train wrecks of sleepers, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden they have this, what I perceive as a fantastic sleeper, but they're waking up at, you know, four o'clock for about 10 minutes. And they're like, this is horrible. I'm like, do you know where you were? Yeah. <laughs> this is horrible. Mm-hmm. This is like, this is, you're getting there and you are 90% there. But, or, or you have a great sleeper and they get off track for two days and now you're sure this is forever. And you oh, know, it's going to get back on track. I know. It is. It's so funny, the pressure that we put on ourselves and the disillusion that we sort of create for ourselves that is so easily fed by a lack of sleep. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You wouldn't feel that way for most other things. Right, exactly. It's very true. Right? It's like, you I'm know, not stressing out about her tying her shoes. <laughs> right, right, right. Or, you know, that she didn't like carrots, but she likes peas. You're like, right. You know, well. <laughs> I will make you eat carrots. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk a little bit about the crying it out, because your book does uh, does recommend, you know, phases and stages of crying it out. How can we make sure that our child is not going to become a sociopath <laughs> uh, by crying it out all the time? And uh, you know what? Actually, why don't you help our listeners uh, hear what you think? Your definition of crying it out is. Oh, God, I hate that term. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. So cry it out, right? So here's the image of cry it out. The image of cry it out is you put a child, this sweet, adorable baby, in a crib. You walk out of the room and you never come back, right? That's cry it out. No one recommends that. Even Dr. Ferber, who I know very well, the sweetest, nicest guy who looks exactly what you think of a pediatrician should look like, right? He even doesn't think that. So, you know, everyone has this image of it's horrible and it's going to scar them. Okay, so (laughs) if you're worrying about doing sleep training, you probably are one of the best parents there is, right? These are the most well-loved children that parents are so worried about. The ones who are bad parents, they don't think about this stuff, right? They don't care. You know, right. so he's crying. Right. Um, I thought about that. I never thought about that. Like, but you're, <laughs> yeah, you're right. right. So, are... so we're all doing a great job, yes! everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're concerned, you don't have to worry about your child's mental well, you know, well-being. So, you know, for, so first of all, crying, I don't think of crying it out. I, I think of the term crying out as terrible. You know, do kids fuss when we make changes? I like the word fuss. You like that? I, um, I hate the word fuss so much. <laughs> yeah, right. They're never... screaming at the top of their lungs and they're fussing. <laughs> you know, exactly. Thank you. Know. <laughs> You know, there's something about fussing or crying at bedtime that really gets to parents. But if you put your child, and I'll answer the sociopath part in a minute, but if you put your child in their car seat in the car and they cry, you tell them, yeah, I'm sorry, honey, you have to be in your car seat. You don't just say, oh, you don't like it. I will take you out. What, you don't you pull don't. over on the side of the interstate <laughs> and rock your just... Right, right. We don't like we have this very different perception of sleep. So they are going to cry because it's just different. They don't they don't cry as much as anyone ever expects. I, you, every parent or almost every parent says to me, oh, my God, it wasn't that bad. I'm like, I know we never give them a chance. Um, now, will they create sociopaths? Absolutely not. I mean, I have reviewed the <laughs> research on this. I'm a psychologist. I'm not going to do anything to harm babies. The, and we just published a paper that looks at every single study ever done and looks at what we call secondary outcomes, like what other things happen. And what you find is, surprisingly, is that children are better adjusted, have better relationships with their parents, and it doesn't just happen in the immediate. It also is, there was a study that got published that five years later, these kids are no different than kids who didn't have sleep training in that they are just as well adjusted. They have no negative mental health, health outcomes. There, You know what? It's a fix for the moment to get everybody sleeping. That's uh, all I think of it as. That's pretty good. All right. Well, here, we have one last question, and that is, 
How do I now get a good night's sleep? How me the... get to sleep after all my children are That's asleep? That's a trick question, though, because uh, you have, like, anxiety issues at night when you're going to sleep. I don't think, I don't think you're even talking about your children uh, now. Uh, I think maybe maybe about... we should say, help normal parents. How do, how do they now get a good night's sleep now that their child... And this is actually kind of serious because I remember there are times my, my, my first daughter, my daughter uh, she... We had a really irregular sleep patterns, and we, you know, we, we, we eventually we got it all sorted out, and everything was all happy and, and great. But there's those first two or three times where she really sleeps a chunk, and I'm like, not allowing she's my. Dead. I'm like, right, yeah, you're sure she's her? dead? Yeah, right. Right. well, she's dead. Yeah, she's either dead or I'm just waiting. Yeah, I'm yeah. waiting. No, you are. I, yeah. I don't think there's anything you can do. You know what? That's a parent, and I, you know, we do see that the <laughs> baby help parents. Start, <laughs> I mean, the baby starts sleeping through the night, and it takes a lot longer for the moms and dads to start sleeping through the night because you're sure they're about to wake up. You're scared, I, and I, you know, I joke about, it, but you really are scared something has happened to them because this doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah, and they're all fine and happy. Um, but you know, so so what should parents do? Like, you know, it's the exact same thing. Is you should have a sleep schedule. You should go to bed early. You should have a bedtime routine. That doesn't include anything electronic, right? Yeah. So don't check your email. Don't check Twitter. You know, I always say email, there's never good news. You know, yeah. so have, a, have your own bedtime routine. And then some really simple things. You know, try to avoid caffeine late in the day. Um, another thing is in the middle of the night when you do get up to either get the baby or go to the bathroom or do whatever it is you're going to do is keep the lights dim. Yeah. I, even I can put a dimmer switch in, which is pretty much saying something, <laughs> you know, in your bathroom, put a dimmer switch in. So you're not getting that bright light, which is going to completely wake your brain up and yeah. suppress your sleep hormone. So put dimmer switches everywhere you can. They're like $5 at the hardware store. Um, and, you know, so even doing just some really simple changes and also accepting, like, this is part of normal parenting that I don't get freaked out by waking up during the night, waiting for the baby to wake up. Like, that's part of being a parent is you should be attentive to your child. And also the last thing is, if you can, please, like, cover up those video baby monitors. Oh, my God. Their parents are just watching their baby. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Get rid of those. It's just as effective to hear them. Well, Jody, we just want to thank you so much for coming on. This was really helpful. Yeah, thank and you. And it felt really good to hear your advice and insights. And we will re- link everybody up to the book. And oh, and I did want to mention the the app is really great. We I, I have it on my phone, and uh, I'll let you actually tell us a little bit about it. But what's so the key is that I can email you via the app and ask exactly. you exactly. Yeah. So it's it's the Johnsons. Uh, it's the bedtime app. It's if you type in Johnsons uh, bedtime, it will pop up. It's free. Let me make it yep. really clear. It really was important to me, um, and it gives parents a ton of advice. There's like a there's a place that we call the customized sleep analysis. You put in your child's information. It gives you recommendations specific to your child. And there's also the ask the expert. So you can type a question in, and we, meaning I, with a little <laughs> bit of help, um, we answer every question typically within 48 hours. So the last week we had some technical problems, but we try within two days to answer every question, and we do answer every question. If it doesn't get answered, that means our system went down and just resubmit it. Um, but yeah, we answer every question. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much again, and we'll link everybody up to the app as well. And thank you so much. (laughs) Great. Have a good sleep, and I hope your newborns get there. They will soon. (laughs) Thanks, Jody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yep, thanks. Bye. so proud to be an American and to be hosting Throwing Shade with you. I am proud to have really deep brown eyes. Well, this is a, actually supposed to be, you huh? know this is supposed to be a, hmm? a, a thing so that people listen oh, so to I've our show. I've just been so busy this week. Oh, okay. But I'm very happy to be here. The podcast is called... It's called Throwing, Throwing Shade. Shade. You're the co-host. Right. Yeah. So uh-huh. uh, t- Throwing Shade, we talk You're about... You're the gay co-host. I'm the female co-host. I always forget. We're friends in real life. Kind yeah. of. And we talk about lady and gay issues. Yeah. And we talk about them in a way that that, that they that is really disrespectful. Yeah. If it's you like, love the world and hate yourself. Please listen to Throwing Shade. Yeah. She was lovely. Really? I mean, I, I didn't feel judged once. I know. What was that about? She made me feel better about things. I was really prepared to be on the attack. When somebody <laughs> says they're an expert, I'm like, hi, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> 
So that was great. Yeah, that maybe, was great. Maybe we should have more experts on. Maybe we should. Hmm, uh, might be Probably helpful. not. Probably not. Probably not. The people aren't Just here. this one. People aren't here for help. No. <laughs> All right. Let's review. Okay. Sleep training. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing it right. Good job, guys. You're doing great. The real takeaway is to try not to feel judged. Whether that is feeling judged that you're not doing it right or feeling judged that you're doing it on the wrong timeline or that it's never going to end or maybe it's totally working. Maybe I liked that she was like, I have to convince parents that your kid's totally okay mm-hmm. and that you're doing a good job and to relax. Mm-hmm. So let's don't like that. Let's remember that. Let's also not try and judge ourselves too hardly that somehow success, our success as a pa- being a parent is somehow related to how our child sleeps or eats mm-hmm. or pees in a potty mm-hmm. or puts pants on. Mm-hmm. Well, if they're putting pants on funny at a certain age. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You mean like if they're putting them on their head? Yeah, or backwards. Or just like walking around with the fly and done all that. I don't know. I don't know. Or they're just choosing bad color patterns in their pants. Well, then they might be colorblind. <laughs> so... Basically, you are doing a good job. Something we haven't mentioned on the show in a long time is to remember to tell your fellow parents as you see them walking down the street, child tantruming in the middle of Target, throwing everything everywhere. They're doing a good job. Yeah. Hang in there. They're doing a good job. Hell, maybe they don't even have kids. Maybe you just see somebody totally doing a good job in the middle of Target. Yep. Tell them they're doing a good job in the middle of whatever it is. Way to buy that detergent, you. Do it in Target. Way to get your Starbucks and get some detergent. Good job. Way to not be a total asshole when my kid is having a meltdown in the middle of Target. You're doing a good job, Thank you for that friendly smile. Thank you for the friendly smile. Good job. It goes both ways, everybody. Yeah. And remember, everything is not going to last forever. Mm -hmm. One day you will miss. Your child won't even want you to come in their room. You're just going to want to go in every 30 minutes and look at them. (laughs) Wake up. I want to try and put you back to sleep, teenager. (laughs) Teresa, you were doing a good job. Thank you. So are you. I'm winning (laughs) because my child slept through the night once. (laughs) (laughs) And we will talk to everybody next week. Bye. Bye. I got to load down mama blues. I got to load down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.